This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, September 5th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Key Dems say USMCA text must change. Trump pledges Dorian aid and candidates eye ag and electric vehicles for climate fixes. Several Democratic candidates used last night's televised town hall on climate change to call for changes in agriculture or measures that could reduce meat production. One candidate, California Senator Kamala Harris, said food labels should be required to disclose the environmental impact of the ingredients. There was widespread agreement among candidates that electric vehicles should replace the internal combustion engine as quickly as possible, an idea that's problematic, to say the least, for the biofuels industry. There also was broad support for imposing some kind of tax on the use of fossil fuels. Dems demanding changes to USMCA text. Some key Democrats aren't waiting for the end of the congressional recess to underscore demands that the Trump administration agree to changes in the core text of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement that would require approval from the three countries. Democrat representatives Ron Kind of Wisconsin and Rosa DeLaro of Connecticut are stressing that the side letters tacked onto USMCA won't be good enough. Both lawmakers also say they want to eventually approve the pact. Kind, a member of the House Ways and Means Committee, which has jurisdiction over trade policy, and DeLauro, a member of a special working group assigned by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to negotiate with the White House on the trade pact. No one, Kind said, is talking about a wholesale renegotiation. We're talking about some minor changes and reforms within the text. Kind said he believes it's possible to ratify USMCA by the end of the year, but only if U.S. Trade Representative Robert Leinheiser delivers meaningful changes and a lot of work is accomplished quickly. Democrats, Kind said, are working hard to get a yes on USMCA. I think there's a window of opportunity this fall before the 2020 election cycle overwhelms everything. Trump, Chinese desperate for a trade deal. China is on the ropes and growing more desperate for an end of the trade war. But it's still unclear if negotiators will be able to reach a deal, according to President Donald Trump speaking with reporters yesterday. China has now had the worst year that they've had in 57 years, Trump said. This is the worst year they've had in 57 years, and they want to make a deal. We'll see what happens. But China's pushing back on the notion that it can be forced into conceding to U.S. demands. The U.S. may be good at fighting a trade blitzkrieg, but when it comes to a protracted trade war, Chinese society has an obvious advantage digesting problems caused by the trade war. That from a new message from the Global Times, a government-controlled media outlet. The escalated trade war will certainly lead to greater losses, but Chinese society has already made it clear that this confrontation concerns the country's future, We are willing and able to bear these losses. Trump promises aid to farmers in Dorian Path. Trump says he's committed to helping farmers affected by Hurricane Dorian. We have a lot of money because of the tariffs we've taken in, he said. We've taken in many billions of dollars of tariffs from China, and we will have a lot of money to be helping our farmers on the coast if they get hit. 
The extent of the damage is impossible to predict with Dorian weakening as it moves up the Atlantic coast. North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper has lifted a requirement to weigh vehicles transporting livestock, poultry, or crops. In the meantime, the North Carolina Port Council issuing a pre-storm warning against misinformation of damages, pointing to some news coverage of previous hurricanes that overstated storm impacts on hog operations, most of which are in the southeastern portion of the state. Our farms in the past three years saw minimal impacts from two of the worst hurricanes to ever hit our state, council said. Despite receiving more than three feet of rain during Hurricane Florence, 98% of our anaerobic treatment lagoons were not negatively impacted by the storm. The storm is expected to hit the Carolinas today and Friday. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration said flash flooding will become increasingly likely along coastal Georgia into the eastern Carolinas through Friday. SNAP eligibility cuts fall hardest on 20 states. A new study out today estimates that more than 10% of the households receiving food stamps in 20 states would lose eligibility under a rule proposed by the Trump administration. The proposed rule, released in July, would tighten a process called categorical eligibility that allows people to receive SNAP benefits in some states with incomes above the federal limit. The study by the consulting firm Mathematica estimates that 1.9 million households and 3.6 million people nationwide would lose eligibility under the proposal. Some 18% of SNAP households in Wisconsin would be cut off, with another 17% of those in North Dakota, 16% in Delaware, Iowa, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington, according to the study. Some 233,195 SNAP households in Texas would be affected, 15% of the state's caseload and the largest number of any state. USDA officials say that categorical eligibility has allowed people to game the system. Critics say the higher income limits encourage poor people to get jobs. Keep in mind, the report comes as USDA is reporting significant progress in reducing hunger nationwide. The rate of food insecurity fell to 11.1% in 2018, the lowest level since 2007 before the last recession. Anti-hunger advocates welcomed the progress but raised concerns that the SNAP rule could reverse it. Unions back refiners in RFS fight. The International Brotherhood of Boilermakers has joined the American Fuel and Petrochemical Manufacturers and the American Petroleum Institute in opposing increasing blending targets for biofuels. In a letter to President Trump, IBB said small refinery exemptions, 31 of which were recently issued by EPA, have not caused a drop in biofuel consumption. Increasing the volumes of biofuel required above the excessive amount of gallons already mandated will only result in skyrocketing compliance costs, putting American jobs at risk, jobs hardworking Americans like boilermakers depend on to put food on the table and take care of their families. That's the word of IBB President Newton Jones. North America's Building Trades Union, which includes the boilermakers, roofers, teamsters, and other unions, took the same position in their own letter to President Trump. Here's today's She Said It. I love cheeseburgers from time to time. I just do. That's Senator Kamala Harris of California would ask whether the government should take steps to reduce meat consumption. 
Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, September 5th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.